What is going on, my people? It's your girl, Nene No Leaks. And guess what? Y'all, this is already my fourth episode. I'm so excited. I have a really dope sister up in the building today, y'all. Listen, we had breakfast. I felt like how Patty LaBelle be coming and cooking for everything. And like, I'm like, girl, I got to make you breakfast. It's Veterans Day. She a whole veteran out here in these streets. She's a whole boss out here in these streets. You guys, give it up for Andrea Williams. Well, welcome, girl. Thank you for having me. Uh, I appreciate it. I really do. So uh, we got to jump right on in because I got a good long segment because you got a lot of stuff going on, girl. So (laughs) listen, um, who is Andrea? Like, who who are you? For the people who don't know, for the people in the back, can you go ahead and introduce yourself? Yes. And so Andrea is a wife, a mother, a grandmother a sister, a friend, a very good friend, and a U.S. Army veteran. Yes. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your support. Listen, you got anything planned? Like, are you are you a veteran that love to go out and get your free breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Or you been there, done that? Yeah, I've been there, done that. It's, it's tired now? Yeah, I've, I've been there, done that. I don't want to wait in line. No. Nope. So I'm good on it. Yeah, I'm sorry, but yeah, you got to get up early in the morning, hit K&W, Canes and Walkers, as people say, and get there, get your salt, get your pepper, get up there, and just get in there. So listen, um, what's your sign? I'm a Pisces. You are a Pisces. I am. Listen, uh, what's your favorite sign wait, besides wait, Pisces? Wait. What's your favorite sign besides Pisces? <laughs> I need to ask that first, so I can see how this segment is going to go. I- the fish love me. Look, I, I love you, but <laughs> I don't think that I have a favorite sign. I, I'm not going to get caught up <laughs> Where are you from originally? Because uh, you're here in North Carolina. Yes. Uh, originally, I'm from Queens, New York. Okay, right. Queens. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, I wish I would have put in your this or that segment. Are you a Nikki or Cardi fan? Like, if you had to choose which one, you know, I was going to ask something petty, you know? I have no comment. Uh-uh. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, look, I'm, let me get straight because the last uh, guest that I had, we had a little bit too much to drink. And like, this is more of my, our wholesome, uh, this is going to be a more wholesome interview. Okay. Because oh, okay. I, I definitely want to not miss a beat girl, because like I said, you're so dope. I, you know, I got to make sure we get everything in. I can't just be up here talking, 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 talking. So listen, y'all hold on. We about to ask. Andrea, some deep personal questions. Here we go. All right. So what made you get into the firearms industry? More specifically, what made you open up your own firearms training facility? Because that's what one of the things you do. Bang, bang. So um, what made me open up my own firearms um, facility? That was because when I initially became a firearms instructor, um, I look to different um, instructors to allow me to co-instruct with them. And at the time, I was unable to get into that space. So I made the decision to create my own space because I was dedicated to the mission of training and education in our community. What, make you, what makes you feel like our community needs more training and education? on firearms safety the statistics support uh that our community members need that education and training 
And so with the statistics, um, something that has been unseen in, in recent years, one is the demographic of black women who lead the way in becoming new firearms instructors, but, um, excuse me, not firearms instructors, firearm owners, mm -hmm. but also the fact that the statistics also show the trauma and that goes to access people mm -hmm. who have access to weapons that shouldn't and it also goes to suicides mm -hmm. so that has been on the rise so it's important for um, people like myself to align with other firearms instructors to promote the proper and safe handling of firearms and being responsible gun owners um speaking of being responsible gun owners uh, what are some, I always like to ask this because we all know or have uh, seen people who are victims of gun violence. And um, you recently spoke at one of, at my organization's um, annual career day. And on day one, we discussed these things, proper gun ownership and what to do when you own a gun. And recently one of the young ladies that was in that program um, that you spoke to, um, was a victim of the misproper use of a gun and, and she tragically lost her life. And, you know, this is for the parents that listen, what are some safety precautions that you could take when you have a gun in your home? Let's just go ahead and turn this segment into that and just answer the question of, can you share some tips on properly storing and, uh, safely having a gun in your home when you have teenagers? Because, um, like you said, trauma. So, yes. And it is a real and unfortunate, um, situation, but what I feel in that issue, it, it is multi-layered. Part of the issue is accessibility. So down South, it is truly a gun culture. So that means that children are, are raised in homes where they have seen their parents, their grandparents, me, ma, papa, with guns on the counter, guns on the table. Um, and it is a norm. Uh, and that may have been good for when we were children. That right. may have been an acceptable practice. But right. nowadays, right. we are dealing with something different. Right. Uh, mental health issues is a real thing. Right. So we want to limit the accessibility to children and people who should not have access to the firearms. So I think that that is part of the problem. Yes. Um, so in other words... Uh, no, in another in another form of saying it, if you know you have kids in the house, we can tell you a million times, lock the guns up, lock the guns up. But the locking of the guns is not, you know, it's not a, it's not as easy as it no. as it may sound. No. So um, there are many different ways. You guys know your children. You guys know yourselves. You got to really look at your surroundings and, and ask yourself, what can I do to make my home and my, keep my family safe without compromising them and making something so accessible, as you would say. Training will cost you. 
but not having training could cost you more. Visit Silhouette's Firearm Training, LLC, located at 1165 North Bragg Boulevard in Spring Lake, North Carolina, or visit their website, silhouettesnc.com for more information about your concealed weapons license or just some general firearm safety training visit silhouettesnc.com tell them nini sent you so we just cut to break really quick but we're going back into the subject of uh accessibility firearms and mental health and um some you know some conversations to have with your children so you were getting ready to say something very important you were saying something very important while we were on break yes and so to piggyback off of what you said nini it is very important that we as parents are honest with ourselves and very important that we are honest about our children and what our children are dealing with right okay the things that they're dealing with today it's not the things that we were dealing with back in the day. Right. So we have to be able to be in a position to listen to our children, but know our children and be honest. Yeah. Um, and we got to hold them accountable for their mistakes as well. Absolutely. And you, and I'm sorry, but a lot of, you know, gun safety is, is because we, everybody's like in my eyes, I'm not talking about nobody's kids, but in particular, um, I'm speaking as a whole, okay? And I speak as a whole, I say myself included because I don't want to be one of those people that says, like, y'all need to get together. No, we all need to get it together, right? Um, We got to hold each other and our children accountable for the things that we do, and we got to stop raising cowards. When I say raising cowards, it's easy to pick up a gun to think you're defending yourself, but defending yourself against what? Somebody talking about you, somebody on your block that's not your block, uh, internet beef. These these are things that our, our youth are faced with um, because it is different. You know what I mean? It is yes. different. Humiliation, you know, when your parents used to could beat you at school and everybody is the top hot topic for the month, but that's it. Next year, nobody cares. But now everything's recorded. Yes. And, you know, our youth feel like the only thing that they have left to do is pick up a gun whether it's to end themselves or end other people. And that goes to say, you have to know your children. You have to have those type of conversations. Um, Having those conversations, even, you know, like you always, like your motto, um, training is going to cost you, but not having training is going to cost you a lot. And I'm speaking to the black women. We ladies, we have to, we have to do this. We have to train. We have to know how to use a proper firearm, how to defend yourself against somebody who's using a firearm. We need to know these things because black women, um, we're hard to come to most attack. Like, you know, in my opinion, please don't come for me. Like, don't, I don't want the white Caucasian women's society to come for me, the Asian women's society, the Pacific Islander, whatever. I don't want all y'all coming for me. All I'm saying is from my perspective as a black woman, I feel like I always have to defend myself. So sometimes gun safety is necessary because defending yourself has a lot to do with being, you know, I didn't know that I couldn't shoot somebody for trying to break into my house until I took a concealed class. And so um, it is very important black women but all women yeah we have to be in a position to be able to defend ourselves uh guess what the knight in shining armor 
is not coming for you. you okay. You are your hero. Okay. And so even if it's, well, I, I'm not comfortable with a gun. That's fine. Get pepper spray. Learn how to use those hands. Make sure that you're in shape to be able to withstand the fight. Mm, you lost me there. Because when you say in shape, do you mean like I got to go exercise to like just in case somebody try to run? I feel like my my stamina going to kick it. Adrenaline is a mother. Okay. Like let somebody be after me. I bet you I run three miles. I bet you I run three miles. And, and that's good for that confidence. <laughs> but what I mean by in shape. So right, right. kind of like a lot of my clients... Uh, they're able to stay on that range, but they're not able to stay on that range for a full live fire exercise. This is where I tell them that, hey, you have to be able to uh, have that weapon, fire that weapon, hold that weapon, carry that weapon. If you're not in shape, you will not be able to do these things. Mm. And and it's the truth. I've yeah. seen it. Yeah. People get tired just walking onto the range. Mm. That's That's not... A responsible gun owner. Mm, mm, mm. Y'all, this. Ooh, let's go to the next one. You know, I'd be having a lot to say, but she started talking about running and jumping and fishing and hiking and I diving. I was like, <laughs> "Get me, shooter, Mister, get me!" I, I surrender. <laughs> All right, so we're switching gears a little bit here. I want to talk about owning a business while black. Because um, we all are coming into the age of entrepreneurship. And I feel like we all kind of have this almost the same narrative, but everybody's experience is a little bit different. Um, so what's your experience uh, as far as owning a owning business being black? Good and bad, or just good? So I think that uh, my great experiences is that I, I do believe that I am supported. Okay. Uh, I am supported throughout communities. So I think that that is very important. Probably bad experiences is that um, other black female firearms instructors want to compete or think that it is a competition. I don't think that way. Um, so we all have something that we can offer, but I do believe in the power of collaboration. Absolutely. But of course, everybody has to have the right attitude. Right. Um, and sometimes that doesn't happen, you know, for a collaborative effort, but I shouldn't have to dilute myself mm. to be alongside any of my fellow black female firearms instructors because I don't have to dilute myself when I'm in the presence of my fellow Caucasian female firearms instructor. Mm, mm. Um, I like that you said that I believe in, I believe in competition, uh, to a certain extent. I actually, I had to come to the realization. I love, I'm in competition with, I am in competition with everyone because the, in my industry, it doesn't mean that I don't like you. It doesn't mean that I don't respect you. It doesn't mean that I won't send uh, comp and uh, I'm in competition with you directly to where there's an issue. Okay. But think of it like this. There's a kangaroo gas station across the street from a shell. Kangaroo's gas is 352. What is shell going to do? 
They're going to be 352 or they're going to be 351. And they're going to do that because Kangaroo's multi-million dollar franchise, Shell's a multi-million dollar franchise or company, whoever could be getting it all from the same place, but that's a whole different story. Um, but we're just using the names. They both are millionaires. They're both on the opposite side of the streets. They're directly across from each other. They are competitors. They are competitors. But if the kangaroo across the street burns down, more or less, the people that work at the shell, because they know the people across the street at the kangaroo, they're going to say, we send our condolences. They give their flowers. They do whatever, whatever we need to do to help. They might even hire the team if they don't get transferred. That competition is healthy. But because sometimes uh, as black business owners, we, we haven't always been conditioned to own businesses. We were deconditioned and then we are reconditioning ourselves to do what we've always done. Church, okay? Um, we got to learn that again. It's okay to be in competition. Compet competition is good. Competition builds growth, but it shouldn't be an insulting competition, like you said. And so with that, I will say that, of course, there are competitors. Right. Men, women, black, white, uh, right. Hispanic. There are competitors. The The biggest competitor for me is myself. Right. Okay. It is the, the person who I was yesteryear as opposed to Ooh. who I am this year. Okay. Okay. Yes. And so when I say that there is no competition, right? There, there is no competition. I'm not looking to my sisters in arms to compete. Now, when I say that, because I do believe that we can grow together, right? There is not competition in that, right? There is knowledge, there is education right. because of the experience, right? Um, and so again, I do believe in the power of the collaboration, but yes. also understanding that I am able to stand on my own. That's perfect. And that leads us into our next topic. Attention Fayetteville, North Carolina and surrounding areas. Are you in search of a new nail tech? Well, let me tell you, I got about 10 of them for you. Visit Claws by V Beauty Spa at 594 South Raleigh Road, Suite 110, located in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Listen, all those girls do nails in there very, very well. They got a full service bar, hookah available. Listen, you do not want to miss out. Go get your nails done. Go get your lashes done. Smoke a little hookah. Have a little drink. Have a little girl time because, girl, you deserve it. Don't forget, it's at 594 South Raleigh Road, Suite 110, located in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Or you could just give them a call, 910-339-1862. Tell them that Nene sent you. So let's talk nonprofits um, because you're involved in a lot of different things, um, really great things in the community. And I applaud you for that. Um, that is really dope because there are people who say, there are people who do, there are people who are in competition. You know what? You know what? And this is a little bit of shade. Um, I, um, not to you, of course, or anyone who came here to hear beautiful Miss Williams. Um, but those of you who are in competition, I'd love to see you in competition on who could do the most for their community. Boop! Bing! Bong! 
Who can feed the most people? Who can clothe the most homeless? Who can say the most positive things? Who can support the most? Who can donate the most school supplies? Let's compete on levels of giving back. Giving selflessly, not always needing to do it for a photo op. All in the videos, dancing. Okay, sure, night. All of that. That's what I want to see. I want to see competition. Let me see competition with that. Let me see us getting mad. Oh, no. She donated $10,000. Oh, I'm about to donate twenty. We're going to save some lives. Let's compete like that. So let's talk nonprofits. All right. Because your nonprofits was donating to my not-so-nonprofits even before we was cool. Honestly, and... I've come across things that you've done for the homeless and battered women and lots of different safety procedures as long as all of your other affiliations that I will not name out of respect because I know how you are with people attaching you to the wonderful affiliations that she connected to, girl. Listen, what's your organization, the ones you want to tell us about, and how can we support it? Okay, so um, in 2015, I founded... Blazing Beauties, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. So through the years, our, our mission has evolved. But right now, we are all about women and girls empowerment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so, no, it's okay. How we do that is through, uh, we host community events. Uh, for empowerment, we offer community service projects, and we're just all about that mental, spiritual, and physical wellness. That is amazing. Um, what made you want to get into? What made you start Blazing Beauties? What What did you say? Like, it's like I just woke up one day. So I was in the military, and probably around two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. I just felt like I wanted to reach out to the younger me mm-hmm. and I wanted to pour into the girl that I used to be. Okay. And so that was something that was very important to me. Uh, the, the girl who is confused, the girl who is hurt, the girl who, you know, had a hard knock life in group homes and foster care, ward of the state. These things were very important to me. Because I just didn't, at the time, see any support for those girls. If you wanted to go to church and sit pretty, there was support for those girls. But what about the girls that's in the streets? Right. And so that's what moved me to start Blazing Beauties. When did you join the military? I joined the military in August of 2000. I started off in the reserves. I transitioned to active duty in January of 2004. Oh, wow. And you not so long ago retired, correct? Uh, that was in June 2014. Okay, wow. So a long time ago. It's, it don't seem like that. 2014 seems like it was just yesterday. Well, again, thank you for your service. Thank you. Um, can you go ahead and plug in your uh, Blazing Beauties website so that the people, the listeners, if you haven't heard of Blazing Beauties, here's your chance. Go ahead and what's the website? So we go through CK Mac. G, um, that's our management company. We use their website. We have our own Facebook page. 
And that's where you can best follow Blazing Beauties and what we do out here in these streets. Yes, because child, they are the doers of all doers. And we thank you for all the community events that you put on, all the money that you put in the communities, all the coat drives. I mean, oh gosh, you guys have done so much. Um, so inspiration moment while we're sitting here, you look absolutely amazing. No makeup. Um, she is not fully glammed or anything like that. You guys, this is a regular schmegular Friday. Um, you do not look like what you have been going through. Amen. Lupus survivor, mm -hmm. cancer survivor. Yes. Can you share, share some inspiration for our listeners? Somebody, somebody needs to hear that. Yes. So, um, in December of 2020, I learned that I had cancer. Um, my treatment plan was to actually have it removed. I, I wanted it out of my body, um, where it was placed. I did not feel comfortable with radiation and chemo because I'm a young woman and I wanted to preserve certain things. So, it was to remove and I didn't need um, chemo and radiation. In 2012, I was diagnosed with lupus. I do believe that my battles with lupus prepared me for my fight with the cancer. It, it definitely helped me to posture up. That doesn't mean that I wasn't scared um, because I definitely was. I think what I would want to say, listen, ladies, and listen very clearly. You have to be your own advocate, your best advocate. You have to know your body inside and out. And when you know that something isn't right, you need to sound the alarm. If the doctor isn't hearing you, you need to go to another doctor. If that doctor isn't hearing you, you need to go to another doctor. This is your life. This is your quality of life. Fight for that because you deserve to be treated until you come across someone who is listening to you, who hears what you're saying and is able to go the extra mile to check on what you're telling them is wrong. Don't make the, don't let them make you believe that something's wrong with you because you're sounding the alarm on things. And this is very important. And for the younger sisters, I know that you will have that fire. But what about our elders? Yo, we need to advocate for them too. Right. If our elders are not able to stand before that doctor and use the language of the doctor, go with them. Go with your mothers and your grandmothers to these doctor's appointments. Right. Be a part of that. That's what I want to say. Uh, ladies, check your tatas. Check your colons. We should be getting colon check actually at thirty now. They said it was like forty five, but new studies have came out shows that you should be getting your colon check at thirty. I'm three years late on getting my colon check. I'd rather not, but we have to do it. Get it checked. It it, it is important. The level of care for the for women. Uh, is starting to increase with more women being put in positions to care for us. Uh, however, the level of care for black women is significantly more trash, excuse me for lack of better words, than any other race. Um, and that's just what it is, you know. 
and we have to be our own advocates. We do have to, and you know what? I hate to say, I don't hate to say this because I'll be talking to myself. I'll be talking to myself at the same time. We can't be lazy with our health. Don't be, oh, I don't want to sit in the doctor. I don't want, I don't feel like being there all day. I don't feel like doing this. I don't feel like calling back. I don't feel like seeing if my insurance covered. I don't feel like doing this. We, we in debt for everything else, right? Go ahead and be in debt for your health because it's worth so much more. All right, so we, I always love to say switching gears. I need to find a new like intro for like whatever next segment. But anyway, switching gears. <laughs> this or that segment is like one of my favorite segments now. I'm just going to ask you a question. You tell me this or that. You can't say no. Okay. Okay. First one, pancakes or French toast? French toast. Okay. Wear black forever or wear white forever? Black. Okay. Wear heels or wear sneakers? Heels. Janet Jackson or Michael Jackson? Michael. Oh, yes. Bad Boy or Death Row? Bad Boy. Yes. <laughs> That's Howard's question. <laughs> and I told him I was going to be like, hey, you better choose right. <laughs> Put my fingers in your face. Hey, you better choose right. Okay. Gladys Knight or Patti LaBelle? Patti. Um, Boys to Men or Drew Hill? Do you want to jump or do you want to slide? I'm jumping in the studio, y'all. Yeah. Yay! So I, I'm, with, I'm with Drew Hill. They, <laughs> you trying to think of hits? With me it's the hits. The most. Okay. Boys from the Hood or Stand By Me? Boys from the Hood. Ooh. 227 or Good Times? That's I had to make that one hard. You said I can jump? Mm-mm. Oh. Um. Mm-hmm. No with, place like yeah, home. I, I'll go with good times. <laughs> I was trying to think of the, uh, when your family's around you, you never get yeah, something like that. Something. Um, And lastly, a Glock or AR? This was Howard's question, too. I'm so like, I, I don't think that that's a fair question because one is a handgun and one is a rifle. Right. And so which one would both. you, but which one, if you was going, if you was like, all right, the aliens came down. I know you can't confirm or deny what you being ex-military and it's Veterans Day. Oh, how ironic would that be? But the aliens come down that you signed paperwork saying that you don't know nothing about. This is, you know, conspiracy theories. That's what we do. We think everybody's involved. Okay. Um, what you gonna grab first? Your Glock? I'm gonna, I'm gonna grab the rifle. Okay. Yes. <sighs> However, I just want to say that I'm gonna have that Glock on me. Listen, that be with my little twenty-two. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's why I be doing so. Okay. See, that was so easy. All right, y'all. Definitely, we have come to the end. Um, I had a great time. I how was your experience? First ever podcast, or have you done this before? I've done this before, but I've never done it with Nene. This okay, okay. <laughs> it was beautiful. Girl. If you know, you know. If you know, if you know. If you know, if you know. 
Um, listen, uh, thank you so much for taking the time out and coming to my little old show. You know, I just, I really appreciate it. Um, before we go though, can you tell us your social medias, how we can connect with you? And you know what, if you got like an upcoming class, what's the information for that? Okay. So first of all, thank you, Nini, for having me on this beautiful podcast. Thank you. And much success to you and your endeavors. Thank you. Um, so I can be reached at... Uh, of course, for social media, Facebook, Silhouettes Firearms Training, LLC. Instagram is the same. We would love you to like and follow us. I uh, would appreciate that. Uh, we also have a phone number if you would like to call the store for more information. That is 910-491-0394. It does connect to my cell phone, so if I don't pick up, just call again, okay? Uh, also, you can hit us up on the email. My website information is www.silhouettesnc, as in North Carolina, .com. And I just appreciate your support. You also got a YouTube, too. Silhouettes Firearms Training, LLC. Uh, tell them. <laughs> also got a YouTube. Um, listen, y'all. Definitely thank you again for tuning in to this episode. This episode is called The Boss Who Bears All Arms, y'all, right? Mm -hmm. Hopefully y'all learned a little something, something. Um, stay tuned because the next episode coming up, I have another special guest. Oh, my gosh. If y'all watch BMF, if you watch the show BMF on Stars, you're going to want to tune in. Ooh. You're going to want to tune in. <laughs> If you watch, if you watch uh, anything on Fox, you're gonna want to tune in. Tune in anyway. That's that's all I'm gonna say. I'm not gonna tell you who the guest is. Just just know that I got somebody spicy coming up. Okay. Thank you so much, Andrea. It's your girl Nini in real life, and I'm signing out. Peace.